wait is almost over. It's time for state championships. Heading to Kroger Field this weekend, and Class 1A, Class 6A, it doesn't get much better. Thank you, and welcome to this week's Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Dominique Yates. Joining me is Jason Frakes. I'm really excited, to be honest with you, uh, Jason. I, I hit a lull throughout the season with football and just like, okay, when is it going to be over? And this is finally here. And I'm more excited than normal because I told you before we started recording, I can honestly point to every state final this year and say I'm interested in it and I'm looking forward to the games and the matchups. So, like I said, there's going to be a lot of buzz already, and uh, I look forward just to diving into all of these this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about all six finals. And like you said, I think I think all six have compelling storylines, that's for sure. Um, you know, we'll get started at noon on Friday. We'll have three games Friday, three games Saturday, uh, all leading up to uh, 8 o'clock Saturday night, the 6A final. Uh, Mail St. X, which should be a good one. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting time of the year. Um, hopefully the weather won't be too uh, – too bad this weekend. We'll have nice weather, and uh, I mean, I've, I've frozen to death at a few uh, state finals in my time. So uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, we'll see what the weekend has in store for us. That's true, and again, I'm looking forward to to everything. And you mentioned some interesting storylines from you mentioned some of in the past your perennial powers, your normals, and your regulars here, but you have some new blood, some new yeah. kids on the block, some. Welcome backs in more ways, if you will, for some of these programs. And I think that's what excites me more than anything. And I think that's where we should really take it with Class A, uh, with Pikeville taking on Russellville. Pikeville, they've been in the state finals for a while. They've, they've had a nice run uh, over these last few years from winning titles in 2015 and 2019 and had a one-point game against Beachwood in 2018 and so they've been regulars here in Russellville. They haven't won a title since 1990, and they haven't been to the state championship game in, what, about 31 since, years? Since they won that title. Since they won that yeah. title in 90. So yep. it's really cool uh, for like the people like us that have been down that area, yeah. just the pride that they have for football in Russellville and even Logan County now, seeing how they've picked up and – Anytime you go to a game at Ray Stadium, the Hall of Fame coach Ken Barrett, you'll see him there. I got to know him well while I was there, so they love their football. So it's even more special for them that an alum in Mikey Benton yeah. is taking them to the state championship. So it's going to be one of those you could rob a bank in Russellville type uh, Fridays. And uh, it's going to be fun. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic with him and Russellville, along with uh, Pikeville, who's been like the really uh, top dogs. Yeah, you mentioned Ken Barrett, the longtime Russellville coach, won three state titles there. And when I was starting at the Daily News in Bowling Green, straight out of college in 1995, you know, he was one of the very first coaches that I ever interviewed mm-hmm. uh, um, that first football season. I worked in Bowling Green and just a, a really nice man and, and uh, you know, Kind of, you know, got to be friends with him for a little while. And, you know, I haven't seen him since I lived in Bowling Green probably 30 years ago. But uh, um, it's great for that community, like you said. Um, you know, they have a great football tradition there. Ray Stadium, one of the, the greatest 
little little town football stadiums you'll find in Kentucky. Yeah. The, the crazy little uphill hill in the end zone. Yeah. End zone. Uh, <laughs> if you if you if you throw it too far, you're gonna you're gonna run into a wall there. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's a neat little place, and it's it's great to see. You know, right? Paducah Tillman has a similar story this year, getting to the finals. So kind of one of those city programs that have a, a great tradition tradition that hasn't been there in a while. So, um, you know, it's, it's great for them. I, I do think, um, I do think the run comes to an end. Uh, I, do I, th- I think, you know, Pikeville, um, Pikeville's just crazy good. Uh, yeah, you know, th- that's not a, it's not a typical class A roster when you're looking at a quarterback in Isaac McNamee, who's no. committed to Murray state. Uh, Zach Lockhart is one of the, uh, you know, one of the best uh, best wide receivers in the state, and they also have the state's leading rusher in Blake Birchfield, <laughs> who's rushed for twenty three hundred yards, uh, nearly nine yards a carry. So, um, you know, I, I just think Pikeville haven't been there before. Yep. That, that pedigree kind of puts them as as the team to beat in this game, and that's why I'm picking Pikeville. And that's why I did, too. Uh, again, you can't really take away from what Russellville has accomplished because this has been a process for them. I remember I was down there in Bowling Green when Mikey Benton was first hired. They had some losing seasons. Teams were putting running clocks on them. So it was big for them because, and I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys took that COVID year. So a lot of those guys did come back for Russellville. That also adds to the success. And uh, Lenny Rise and uh, quarterback, and uh, again, a lot of guys there had a have played some good football, and they have experience. But as far it reminds me of last year's Class A final with KCD. Yeah. Like, you haven't been on that stage right. compared to this year how Pikeville has been on the stage, and they've had the heartbreakers with Beachwood. And not only that, this season, if you're going to compare schedules, they played some tougher competition. Obviously, Russellville, you know, they had a loss against Glasgow, who was just in the semifinals in Class 3A. But Pikeville playing – Lexington Christian, and, you know, they played some top dogs. So yeah. uh, I do agree with you there. I, I think that Pikeville uh, will be the favorite uh, to win the game, and I do think it could be a competitive matchup. What about in Class 2A? You want to move along? If I can pull that up. Uh, that's also going to be on Friday at 4 o'clock, and we are talking about, of course, another perennial power in Beachwood and Lexington Christian. This game could be a lot, a lot of fun. Beachwood, I mean, they become regulars in class uh, state finals. Lexington Christian, even though they haven't been there in a while, they are still, in my opinion, the favorite, uh, which is why I am picking them. I think they have played a gauntlet of a schedule. Not only have they played that schedule, they've won that schedule. Yeah. And that's, again, what kind of separates them from a lot of teams, because normally if you would want to take the experience, Beachwood has it, but I mean, Lexington Christian. I think they're one of the five best teams in the state. I would probably have them at, like, number four outside of, like, with Mel, St. X, South Warren. You know, they're right up there. Uh, And they do have a loaded, loaded roster. Beachwood does as well with Cam Hergett, the senior quarterback. But, yeah, I'm going Lexington Christian in this game. And I think, yeah, they're going to win a state title. It's hard to beat a matchup where you got two 14-0 teams. You've got the number one offense in the state against the number two offense in the state. Yeah. Uh, Lexington Christian leads the state in scoring at 48.8 points per game. Beachwood right behind them at 47.6. Yeah. Uh, you've got two of the top ten defenses in the state. Uh, Beachwood is number one 
in the state, giving up only 5.9 points per game. Uh, that's even better than Mayo, which is number two in the state. Um, Lexington Christian is number eight in the state in scoring defense. So not only are these two teams really good, they've really dominated uh, this whole season. And yeah. you've got you've got tons of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, the thing we haven't even talked about, it's a rematch of last year's final. Uh, Beachwood won it in overtime. Uh, they blocked that extra point. <laughs> Uh, kick to win that game. Brady Moore uh, kind of going down in Beachwood history as a hero, blocking that kick. Um, you know, you've got you've got good quarterbacks on both sides. You mentioned Cam Hergett, who came back for his fifth year yeah. after being co-Mr. Football last year. He's he's headed to to Eastern Kentucky. Lexington Christian has all kinds of D1 talent on that team. Uh, Mason Moore, who's going to Miami of Ohio, oh, yeah. top receiver. Xavier Brown. Uh, who's headed to Virginia as a really good yeah. running back, probably deserves quite a bit of consideration for Mr. Football the year he's had. They have a lineman, Anthony Johns, who's headed to Eastern Kentucky. Um, they have uh, their linebacker, Tyler Morris, who's headed to Navy. Um, and I, I feel like I'm leaving out somebody, too. So um, uh, they also their defense leads the state in interceptions this year with 24. Uh, Parker Cheney has six of those. Um, you know, I I, I think before the season began, I wrote that of all the classes, I felt like Lexington Christian was the most, I don't want to say obvious, but I think they had, I think they were the, the team in any class that was going to be the most likely state champion, I should say, is, is what I'm trying to say. And I think maybe as the season's gone along, Mayo and 6A might have, have overtaken them, but, right. I, you know, it's hard to discount a Beachwood team that's fourteen and zero and finally sort of got over that hump yeah. uh, in the playoffs against Mayfield. But uh, Lexington Christian's been number one; they've been the team to beat all year. I think this will be a great game, but I'm going with Lexington Christian. Let's move along to Class Three A. This is going to be a really, really, really intriguing state final for me because if you told me it was going to be Belfry, yeah, I, 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 want, I want to hear from anyone who. First of November said this was going to be the matchup. You're lying. You are lying through your (laughs) teeth. (laughs) Eight and six. I mean, both teams eight and six. Somehow they found a way to get here. And I haven't watched Paducah Tillman this year, but I watched Belfry. We both (laughs) did. Central put a running clock on them. Right. And I remember talking to you after that game. I said, man, has Belfry ever been this bad? And because, yeah, I mean, they're perennial powers, one of the greatest coaches of all time. They, You know, they have great players. I mean, Isaac Dixon decided to come back. Uh, and so they, they had all the weapons in Paducah Tillman. Like I so said, they just struggled. They started one and four. But then in terms of resumes in Class 3A in playoffs, I don't, no one has it better than Paducah Tillman. You beat Glass, Glasgow and Christian Academy, the two best teams that were left standing. Yeah. Belfry, they have just found a way to get it done, too, and they've beaten some quality teams along the way. And in terms of playing your best football when it matters, that's cliche and it's overused in sports, but this is what both of these teams are doing. I am going to go with, in my opinion, who will probably be the best player on the field and Isaac Dixon. I am going to go with the experience factor that they have been in a lot of state championship games and they have the coaching staff that has coached in a lot of state championship games, I'm going with Belfry. And I think that adds yet another ring uh, to uh, the collection there. And yeah. it'll be a huge, huge party in Pike County. I'm going with Belfry, too, which should just make Paducah Tillman fans happy. 
because <laughs> I, I picked them to lose to Cal. They beat Cal. <laughs> I picked them to lose to Glasgow. They beat Glasgow. So, um, you know, <laughs> take that as as you will. So, but yeah, I'm with you. We we saw Belfry and they they weren't very good and um, against Central, but they really turned things around. We, you know, Coach Haywood told us after that game that they were young. Um, you know, they were getting their lines together and. Uh, um, what what an outstanding last couple of months they've had. Um, you know, Isaac Dixon is an outstanding player. You know, they don't throw the ball. I think they've thrown the ball twenty times all year. <laughs> yeah. Twenty total passes. Yeah. Uh, the the starting quarterback, um, he's completed five touchdowns. Caden Woolham, he's completed five passes. Every <laughs> single one of them has been a touchdown. I, I didn't play football, so when I say we don't don't take that literally, but. Uh, <laughs> You know that was Paducah Tillman was the school bowling green could never beat. Yeah, and I th- I think my freshman, sophomore, and junior years, bowling green lost to Paducah Tillman uh, in the playoffs all three of those years. I remember taking a bus ride uh, to Paducah Tillman. You know they had they had great teams back then. Uh, you know Kurt Barber who won Mister Football in 1987 went on to play at USC. Yeah, um, they have an outstanding tradition there. Yeah, it's great to see them back in a final. Um, for the first time in 2009, but I just think that that pedigree with Belfry and Philip Haywood, and they know how to win state championships, and uh, it's hard to go against them. I agree, and uh, again, it's pretty remarkable because when we went out there just a couple of weeks ago to talk to Haywood and Belfry, I mean, to be honest with you, he probably wouldn't like me saying this, but I'm going to admit he said that uh, he was asking about the tickets for the Kentucky-Louisville game, uh, because of his two former players and Cole Bentley, Austin Dodson on their playing, he said, like, there's a chance I might actually have the time to go this year. <laughs> so I don't think even he admitted yeah. – he would admit that he probably wouldn't expect to have been coaching in the state championship this year. But uh, it's still – it's big for both of those programs to get to this point. And like you mentioned, um, with Paducah Tillman, it's awesome. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the experience. So let's wrap up the Friday with the 4A games with Boyle County and you got Johnson Central. I mean, it's going to sound like a broken record, but again, so many great storylines. I mean, Boyle County, I mean, cream of the crop. They're regulars here. They know how to win state finals. Uh, it's what a hire for them, too, with Justin Haddix. Two years, two state championship appearances. Uh, they have so many weapons. They have so much. They have the, the fan support, the tradition. They just have it all. Everything you want at Bell County, you you get it. And then you have Johnson Central, who has become one of the regulars in the state yeah. finals as well. And we talked about it last week, but you can't help but be just – they kind of become the team of the year. Playing Inspire, playing for Jim Matney, who passed away in September after battling COVID. The fact that they are here speaks volumes for that program. And Steve Trimble, who has served as the interim coach, so – He's definitely going to get a lot of consideration for the head coaching job. I mean, I would imagine it's probably going to be his for what he's done. I'm going with Boyle County. I, I just think that uh, you got to go with the experience and the talent. So I think it's been magical for Johnson Central, but I do think the magic will just run out. Um, and, and I just think because of Boyle County just playing in that state final last year uh, and beat a really good Franklin County team, and uh, they've been rolling from start to yeah. finish. I'm going with Boyle County too, but I, you know, I, I thought this was 
this reminds me a lot of two years ago, you, you know, when Boyle County and Johnson Central met in the final, and I thought Boyle County was a heavy favorite in that, and Johnson Central won 21-20. to 20, I remember so, that. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Johnson Central wins again, but I, I think Boyle County is the deeper team. Um, when you're looking at Jagger Gillis and what he's done at quarterback this year, had an outstanding season coming back for his fifth year. Uh, Cole Lanter has had a, a great year as, as a wide receiver, 19 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Uh, he's going to walk on at UK. Uh, their defense is outstanding. Uh, their junior defensive end, Tommy Ziesmer, uh, ha- has scholarship offers from pretty much everyone you can think of. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Purdue, UAB, West Virginia, Virginia, Western Kentucky. Uh, and then they have a kicker, Jackson Smith, who's probably the best, one of the best kickers in the state headed to UK. So if it comes down to a field goal, uh, you kind of like his chances. Now, you know, Johnson Central, they're just going to run the ball like they always do. They're number two in the state in rushing, uh, 361 yards uh, per game on the ground. They, they Just like Belfry, they, they rarely throw the ball. They have five guys who've, who've rushed for at least 500 yards this year. Uh, every single one of them has at least nine touchdowns. So they rotate those guys in and out, and they do a great job. Uh, um, and then, you know, they're led on the offensive line. They have an offensive lineman, Grant Bingham, six foot six lineman who's committed to UK. So <clears throat> they have talent as well, but I just think uh, Boyle County has a little more talent. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, let's get to a 5A that could be loaded once again. I mean, two teams that have been really, really, really good uh, for quite some time. And you got South Warren and you got Frank L- Frederick Douglass that's going to be in that 5A final. I mean, first off, you can't help but just applaud the coaching on pretty much everyone from Class A to 6A. I mean, the coaching in this has been outstanding, has been very, very impressive. These are some just Hall of Fame-worthy type coaches that have been here. So first off, you have to start with South Warren. They've been the best team, one of the best teams in 5A all year. They were a favorite to be in the discussion. Uh, no one in the state of Kentucky has beaten them. They lost by a touchdown to Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, this is going to be the third time the Spartans have played in the state final. Um, the other two appearances, they won it in 15, and uh, they beat uh, – I believe it was, who did they beat in 2018? They beat Covington Catholic yes. during that incredible run they yes. had. Uh, they kind of <clears throat> stopped that run. And uh, so Brandon Smith back in another state final. Um, I guess it's death taxes and Smith families winning state titles just like his dad did at Boyle County uh, for many, many years. So you're going to get Frederick Douglass, who just like the Spartans, 13-1. and one, They have played just some of the best teams at – that area has to offer in Lexington, um, and they have been very competitive. The only loss they had was to Boyle County, who was in the state final. Right. Um, they lost 34-7, to which was a <clears throat> pretty comfortable win uh, for Boyle County. I look at everything that the Spartans have. You got Caden Veldkamp, a tall, strong-arm quarterback who's going to Western Kentucky. You got Kobe Martin, a running back who has been a starter there, and he's been really good. You have, a, once again, a really, really good defense. You just have everything you need once again. And I think the run that the Spartans are on right now, especially how they just – it wasn't a contest against Woodford County, who was undefeated. I think the Spartans will continue to roll, and uh, I think that they're going to uh, win a fun one over uh, Frederick Douglass for the state title. Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup. I think these teams are are pretty even on paper. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a ton of talent on this field. I mean, you talked about Caden Velkamp yeah. going to Western. Um, uh, they have a wide receiver, Avon Bell, who's going to Western. Uh, and they have one of the top juniors in the state. His stats don't really jump off the page at you, Christian Conyer, but uh, he's one of the top prospects in the, in, the, in the junior class. He's got offers from Cincinnati, Kentucky, Louisville, Purdue, Tennessee, several others. He, he kind of plays he plays wide receiver. He plays defensive back. He's he's just a really talented kid. And then, you know, Frederick Douglass probably has as much talent as anybody in the state when, you, when you're talking about high-end, top-end oh, yeah. D1 talent. Uh, Dane Key, one of the best wide receivers in the state. Um, uh, Mr. Football candidate, he's yeah. headed to UK. Yeah. You know, the quarterback we haven't talked about, Samuel Cornette, he's another big kid. He's six foot six. Uh, he's headed to U of L as a walk on. So, uh, you know, you got two uh, quarterbacks, you know, headed in state. Uh, Ty Bryant, uh, one of their running backs, uh, he's their top tackler. He's committed to UK. They have a linebacker, Caden Johnson, who's going to Ball State. So, uh, and then <laughs> they have a senior lineman with. Perhaps the best name of, of any team <clears throat> on any team headed to the uh, state finals, Obadiah Commodore. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how you how you miss out on that kid. So, yeah, 44 tackles, 10 tackles for loss. So, <clears throat> I think uh, I think this is an incredible matchup. I think it's very even on paper. Yeah, it is. I just the reason I'm taking South Warren, and this is not a knock on Frederick Douglass, although it's going to sound like one. It, it just feels like to me. That Frederick Douglass over the years, now it's a relatively new school. It only opened in 2017. This is only their fifth year of football. So um, it, it just feels like whenever they get into a big-time matchup, they haven't found a way to get over that hump yet. Maybe this is their turn. So maybe it's going to happen for them this year. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. South Warren has two state titles. They know what it takes. Yeah. And, and for me, that's the difference. Yeah, I think that's just well <clears throat> said and well put. And uh, it's going to be great. And then you wrap it up with the nightcap on that Saturday night, 8 o'clock. It's the Class 6A final. You got Mel, you got St. X. The two teams that we predicted were going to be here from the start of the season. And uh, you have to give props to them and how they play to get to this point. Because uh, it's not easy when you are, you know, the top dog. Everybody's gunning for you when you're going to get everyone's best games and all of that fun stuff. That is true. Um, but they have been very consistent. And you got the Bulldogs and you got the Tigers. I'm going to keep it simple for me. There's no reason to like sugarcoat. I'm picking mail. I have to stand by what I've said this whole season. Um, but I do think it will be a good game. And I think the game in what, like week three or week four, I think that that is proof that it could be a really good game, a fight to the finish. I will say... After watching, because before I went to the, the game with Mel and Trinity, I was at the St. X Madison Central game. And there were a lot of moments I said, St. X, they don't look good. You know, I think yeah. that they just, it's like you chose a, a horrible time to not play good football. I think like Mel, Mel left no doubt that they were going to beat Trinity. They, you know, you don't have those two false starts. You're going to convert a two-point conversion, and you get a running clock the rest of the game. So, but for again, St. X, they just had to pull one out. Jack Savory, which he's done all year, they just had to step up and deliver. So I know St. X, they're going to be ready. Kevin Wallace has coached in so many state finals. He's won five of them. He's, I think he's lost four of them. You know, so he's been in a lot of state championship games. So he knows what it takes to have a team ready. 
But you have to go with the experience. And Mel's so deep and so good. And yeah. I mean, there's been guys that at the start of the year we knew about that at the end of the year we're talking about other guys. Like, I wasn't talking about uh, the tight end with Dominic. I can't even say, like, how do you say his last name? And, yeah, and and Max Chaney and all these guys. I'm like, it's just so many. Daniel Sweeney. They're so loaded. They're so deep. Yeah. The defense is on another level <clears throat> right now. I'm going Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going Mayo. And the thing I keep coming back to when I think about this game is what is the scenario in which St. X can win this game? Yeah. And it, and it's – and it's really hard to figure it out, and I'm probably going to oversimplify it here, but to me, you've got to find a way to keep Mayo from scoring 21, 28 points in the, in the first half because yeah. that's just what they do. Yeah. They jump out on you. They score on three of the first four possessions or four of their first five possessions, and the game is over yep. by halftime. And it's essentially what we saw the first time these two teams played. Yeah. Uh, Mail jumped out uh, twenty-one to nothing middleway through the first quarter. It was twenty-eight to seven at halftime, and then you know Sanex made it a game in the, ha- in the in the second half. They pulled within twenty-eight twenty-one. They had the ball in the last minute with a chance to tie and, and couldn't get it done. But um, we, we kind of saw that against Trinity last Friday. Um, tr- uh, Mail scored touchdowns on their first six possessions. What was it? Forty-two to. Seven at halftime, yeah. something like that, whatever it was. Forgive me for not remembering, but uh, you know the game was over at halftime. Yep. So you've got to find a way to keep it a game in the first half, mm-hmm. and, and the way you're going to do that is you hopefully mails not on, or maybe you can get a turnover or two out of them. You can get a pick six from one of those linebackers, something, something that gets mail off script. Yeah. Because when 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 they're on script and they're scoring it well, it's obvious they're not going to lose. No, you know they're, they're going to put up thirty five or forty two points on you in the first half, and the game's going to be over. So it, it's very important. I think <laughs> this is this will sound crazy, but if Saint X wins the toss, they need to take they need to take the ball. They need to try to go down and score that first possession yeah. and put a little pressure on Mayo because yeah. that's what teams have not been able to do this year. Nope. To put a little doubt in their minds in that first quarter because I'd say they played 13 games. I'd say 12 of them were over at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, somehow, some way, St. X has to find a way to make a play, get a Makai Smith kickoff return for a touchdown or something. To put a little pressure, put a little doubt in Mayo's mind, and maybe that's the way you beat this team because n- no one else has been able to figure out a, a, a different way for it to happen. You got to control the time of possession. Yeah, and it's a great point you made. You need to get the ball first, and you need to put together a drive with Jack Savory. Put together a drive, a good like a five, six minute drive, and then score. And you need to score, and then you. And then you need to turn mail over on their next position. <laughs> yeah. And maybe get a feel, you know, get a two score lead on them or something. Yes. Because, I mean, it, when they get rolling, oh the God. only thing that stops them is the halftime clock. Yes. Out. Yes. You know, and we saw it against Trinity. They came out in the third quarter, they lost their momentum, they were yeah. really flat. Trinity tried to make a run to get back in the game. They got within three touchdowns, but, you know, and Chris Wolf wasn't really happy with their execution in the second half. But it, it's hard to maintain that when you. Score forty-two points in the first half. So yeah. um, beyond that, I, 
I, I've just been think, trying to figure out ways you, you beat them, and, and that's the only thing that's really come to my mind. <laughs> I think it's hard, too, because we've seen every part of Mel this year. We've watched the unstoppable team against Manuel. We've watched the sluggish, rough, kind of ugly, turnover-prone first quarter against Bullet East. Yeah. We've watched the they you know had to pull out a win against St. X, a fourth down stop. And the rain game against Manuel. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. 23 to nothing. But yeah, we it was watched, never close. Yeah, and we've watched the when they played like a machine in the first half against Trinity. Yeah. We've watched this team win in ugly ways and beautiful ways and running clock ways. So that, that's the other thing. It really is a pick your poison type team. It's like, okay, this game will Daniel Sweeney get 200 yards? Yeah. Or will Vinny Anthony get 115 receiving yards? Or will Nick Shuddy? Played lights out again. He's only thrown one interception the whole year. Right. Again, pick your poison with this we team. We haven't talked about their defense. Haven't talked about the defense. Yeah. Is it? Go- yeah. Is I it- mean, if they put up twenty-eight points, are you confident you're going to score thirty on that defense? You're not. I mean, you're not. I mean, it's just when you look at it on paper. Paper. It's just that's why I brought that up in the first place. It's just hard to find a scenario. Yes. We're not just saying X, where anybody yeah. beats this team. Yeah, it's true. And but you got to give props to if anybody is going to it, it will be saying X. If in my opinion, they are the second best team in the state. They are, and I think they will have confidence in knowing that they can play with Mel, and they're one of the few teams that have had a close game with them. So I think that will be a good confidence boost, and I'm sure Kevin Wallace will have that fourth down play on replay. Yes. In there, you know, so it's going to be a lot of motivation on the line. And I, I think St. X is the one defense that yep. has a chance to slow down that running game. Yep. In Daniel Sweeney and make it hard on him and maybe find a way to make Mayo have to throw the ball. Now, do you want Mayo to have to throw? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. With yeah. those three receivers, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, just somehow to make that offense uncomfortable yes because when they're in a groove they are incredible yes just get out of their way basically yes. and then yeah the defense just sits back and they do what they do and, and they get in that up tempo oh that pressure uh, they know, move they the fly pace, to the ball and, and you know they're, they're running a play you know 10 seconds after the last one ends and yeah your defense is gassed pick your poison yeah so Regardless, though, I still think it'll be a good game. I do too. I know it sounds like we were really gassing up Mel, and just like they're going to win. I mean, forty-five over hype a team that's number one in the state and thirteen and zero. If you think that's over hype, then you're, prob- just, you're probably not listening to us. He's anyway. just speaking facts. It's just, they're really good. <laughs> yeah, there's, and we're just speaking facts. We only speak facts on the Prep Rally podcast. Try, try to. We try to. So. If St. X wins, we will never hear the end of it, though. <laughs> After what we're saying. If, if they win it, they deserve whatever amount of bragging or oh, we gosh. told you so or oh. you guys are in it. Whatever they want, yeah. they, they deserve to say it. And Kevin Wallace would probably text us saying <laughs> we owe him a bottle of bourbon or something. <laughs> Which I'd be willing to do. I don't care if they do win it and pull it out, whatever. <laughs> That's all we got this week. But we, you know, we have the stories, but I just want to one more time give you the, the schedule. For the, the yeah. state finals. I don't want you to say that we didn't give it to you on this podcast. And it is a little confusing because it's not in one through six order. So that's that's a good thing. Let's let's tell them the game. Times. Yeah, exactly. So let's break it down one final time. Again, starting Friday at noon. All these games are at UK. Yeah, Kroger, Kroger Field. Field. Yes, Kroger Field. 
Lexington. Don't go to Cardinal Stadium. Yeah. Don't go to these high schools because you don't go be, to Western like it used to be. <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, which that might be a discussion. Should it go back to Western? <laughs> Maybe one day for another discussion. But yeah, Class One A gets it going Friday at noon. Russellville against Pikeville. Afterwards at four o'clock, it's the Class Two A game with Lexington Christian and Beachwood. It wraps up on Friday with the Class Four A game with Boyle County and Johnson Central at eight o'clock. At 8 o'clock, yes. And then on Saturday, it resumes at noon at Kroger Field. <laughs> Paducah Tillman against Belfry. Then at 4 o'clock, it's the 5A game, South Warren and Frederick Douglass. And it does wrap up at 8 o'clock, the Classic A game, Mel in St. X. Again, if I was talking too fast, the stories are available. Do not say the Courier-Journal did not tell you when, where, and how to watch these games. There's live streams, there's coverage, there's everything that your heart desires. But other than that, Jason, let's play some football. Let's do it. Thank you all for listening to this week's Prep Rally Podcast. Enjoy the state championships. And for Jason Frakes, I'm Dominique Yates. See you next week.